You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome, everyone, to the PJ's Cast. I'm your host, Pierce, alongside of our usual co-host, Jimmy, but we have a very special guest today. Um, he's done it all, really. He's the host of the Steve Dangle podcast. He uh, works for Sportnet, Sportsnet. He's written a book, and now he has a uh, new child. How's it going, Steve Dangle? Hey, it's going pretty good. I, uh, I just, before joining you, um, tried. So sometimes I get sent free crap. Uh, by I get sent free stuff by that's companies and Kraft Dinner uh, sent me a free box of macaroni and cheese. Now oh, that's yes. not crap. I love Kraft Dinner macaroni yeah, and cheese. Too. The problem well, is to. this was a, a gimmick promotional thing that they sent me. It was pumpkin spice KD. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Folks, I gotta tell you, pumpkin spice and cheese, weird combo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I can't say I've tried that. I can't say I will, but, um, for the sake of ads, uh, yeah. But you can say you won't. <laughs> no, no, yeah, no, that's true. That's true. That's true. Definitely not for you either today. No. Um, all right, Steve, how have you been doing during, uh, this whole COVID situation? We, every guest we've had had on, we've asked them what they've been doing. Yeah, you think that after Thanksgiving and Halloween, they get rid of the pumpkin spice. They kept it to December and not only that, they put it with cheese. I know. I feel like that's an effort, man. <laughs> um, COVID's, I don't know, it's been bizarre. So the uh, March 11th was obviously the Rudy Gobert day, and yeah. I was at Sportsnet that day, and I was shooting uh, <laughs> some hockey stuff uh, at the studio that day, and uh, the news broke at the beginning of, I want to say it was at the beginning of our shoot the games had been canceled by the end of our shoot. And by the time I got home, the season was canceled. So yeah. it moved very, very fast. And then we had a bit of a scare because re- remember at the beginning, there was all this misinformation or uh, there were, there were a ton of maybes. So there were, 
everything circled around the Utah Jazz. So Rudy Gobert plays for the Utah Jazz, and Donovan Mitchell got it too, I think. Yeah, then it was yeah, where have the Utah Jazz played? Then it was who has played in the Utah Jazz's arena? Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the answers was the Tampa Bay Lightning, and Victor Hedman had just uh, been in the same mm-hmm. studio that I was in. And I'm like, oh, oh my god! So oh, I was oh. that was my little freak out at the beginning. Yeah. Then the next day, they canceled the NHL season. Fun fact about the next day, March was not your birthday? My birthday! Yeah. <laughs> Happy birthday! You get yeah. the second lockout. And oh, the whole time I was keeping a secret that um, that my wife was pregnant. So my first oh my son God. was born in June, and now he's five months old. Aww. And uh, he's been – he's a cute kid. I wish I could share him with more people. Um, he's been in like ten buildings his whole life. So, <laughs> That's um, an interesting uh, time, man. You got a lot of stories to tell him, man. You know, oh, as he gets older. I want one day he's going to be like, wait a sec. I was born that year. Okay. <laughs> it's time yeah, to have the talk. Son. Good things to come out of 2020, I guess is how you can put it. Yeah. The he's, thing it's is it's been pretty great. Yeah. When I yeah. saw that video, I thought you were holding up. Like, I think a lot of people thought this too, that you're helping holding up like a, like a fake plastic baby. And I'm like, yeah. I'm like, there's no way that's real. I thought you were announcing like that your wife was pregnant. And then I actually watched the video. I'm like, Oh, that's an actual baby. <laughs> yeah. Like, wow. This well, and I watched it back after I saw people say that, and I had to watch it really close, and I'm like, it's it's actually really difficult to tell it's a real human child. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't move very much, but he was like 24 oh. hours old or whatever he was yeah. when we brought him home. Yeah, he was a few days old. So I have to ask you, like during quarantine, what have you been watching any new TV shows, reading any books, or listening to any podcasts or any of that? Uh, I've been listening to a lot of Science Verses um, with Wendy oh. Z- Zuckerman um so that's been cool learning about covid but also like learning about platypuses and their <laughs> interesting <laughs> fur actually platypi my, my bad yeah, sorry and no i don't want to get sharks and pigs and uh, all that stuff I, I like science um and for work you know with an uh, with a lack of games i've been doing a lot of trade trees and dang it's videos and basically just going through the nhl's history and learning a lot of things that I didn't know about. Um, and it's it's been a lot of fun. We did a 40-plus minute video on the Eric Lindros trade um, in 1992. And um, that, I think, was the pinnacle of it all. And they and that was, that was another fun thing to do with my wife and my uh, the, the child that we were expecting is they kept moving up the date of when he was expected to arrive. Meanwhile, I'm working on this behemoth video. And so I'm like, I'm doubling up my efforts to try to get it done in time. And I think we ended up getting it done. Like I was working on, I was working on a video the day she went into labor and I just messaged everyone at Sportsnet and I went, ah, this one's going to have to wait. (laughs) What's your favorite trade tree that you've done? Or like the most interesting one or a little bit of both, I guess. It's got to be Lindros. It's just yeah. it took f- so long to do. It 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 really did take forever. Um, I couldn't have tried harder on it. Like I'm I'm just I'm just really proud of it. Um, and I like some of the other videos that we did. Like we did we did a retrospective on the night Patrick Waugh allowed nine goals. Wasn't that know, exactly oh, twenty five years ago? That. Like a couple of days ago? Yes. And then the the twenty five 
year anniversary of the trade is tomorrow because he was oh, traded really? four, uh, four yeah. days later. And funny <laughs> enough, that trade is part of the Lindros trade tree. Oh, oh no watch, way. You got to watch the video. Yeah, I got to watch that now. That's exciting. That's what we do after. I think one of my favorite ones in terms of the trade trees was the Andrew Ference one. Oh, no, was it Andrew Ference? Oh, no, the Joe Thornton becoming Andrew Ference and whatnot. Yes. yes. Yeah. yeah. And that was, um, well, because like I, I, I enjoyed going back and look at, looking at a few deals that were considered fleecings. And yeah. going back and discovering, well, they weren't actually that bad, or yes, it was bad, but at least they did this for the line, Bruins. Yeah. I mean, they lost yeah. that trade, but they won the cup. So mm-hmm. it's I, a really it's a question that I feel like um, I hear a lot in your podcast, and I, I I find it very fascinating. It's that you look at a really good player, right? Um, uh, as your good buddy Adam would say, uh, Artemi Panarin, uh, <laughs> which is still giving me uh, bugs to this day. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, but in, say, for example, the Hawks, you get a guy like Saad, say they get more out of that, say they're actually not run terribly by an awful GM and they get to a cup. There's that argument of this player's really good. This player's fantastic and by far better than anything you've got, but who won the cup and who really won that trade? And it's such a, it can be such a silly argument, but it's like at the end of the day, well, what is the goal? You know, it's well, to win the cup. The Leafs and Bruins... Years ago, made a deal where the Leafs sent Thomas Coverley yep. to the Bruins. That was it. Yeah, and the Bruins gave up yeah. far too much, and Coverley was not good for the Bruins. And yeah. he was the. This is my. I, I love this little bit of trivia. He was the only Boston Bruin in Game Seven of the 2011 Stanley Cup Final to not play at least 10 minutes. Wow. They kept, they kept <laughs> him the hell off the ice. Sean Thornton yeah. played over 10 minutes, right? The, the Bruins' fourth line. <laughs> they were rotating lines in Game Seven of the Stanley Cup Final. Thomas Caverly did not get in there. But yeah. A, the Leafs did nothing with what they got from Boston, and B, cup. Who cares? Yeah, exactly. It's like we're Blackhawks fans, and that kind of reminds me of 2015 where New traded, they traded a first for Antoine Vermette. It's like, would you yeah. trade a first for Antoine Vermette? No, but you won the no. cup, so it doesn't matter. Plus, you had all those big goals. It's like Tampa yeah. this year, a first for Barclay Goodrow? Yeah, oh, my God. Win, so it doesn't matter. You had your exactly. mind, but they won. They won. All's forgiven yeah. when you win the cup. Um, 100%. Uh, very interesting one well i have a question that um i've been wanting to ask kind of in my head i'm like oh, it's a hard-hitting question. question very hard-hitting question so um i think it was about a year or two ago i forget how long ago it was you got into a franchise that i hadn't got into yet harry potter and mm. this year my buddy got me he made me go through all of it and Really great surprise. I loved all of it. Like I genuinely loved all of it. It was great. So I have to ask you because I've been busy. I have really haven't been I haven't had the time to listen to the podcast as much or the Harry Potter videos. I really want to get to those. What is your favorite Harry Potter book? And which one did you think I'm guessing you've seen the movies? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Which one do you think was done the most justice in terms of interpretation? That's a huge conversation people have. So the books Mm-hmm. I, I went into it with a very open mind. So mm-hmm. I knew, you know, I, I knew some things from my friends. The first few books yeah. are kids books. And then yeah. the books kind of, you grow up with them, or at least mm-hmm. you were supposed to. I was a 29 year old man when I started <laughs> the, the series, but yeah. Um, characters. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I went into it with an open mind, the movies, because there's so much going on. 
And the yeah. fact that the movies are kind of old now make it a lot yeah. more difficult. The first movie, I'm oh, like, oh, this is it's going to be tough to get through this series. But the mm-hmm. the it's a very very kids movie. You can tell they were really trying it out there. You know. Well, and it's like a I think the first Harry Potter is something like a nine hour audiobook. Oh jeez, yeah. The movies like two. Right? Yeah, like yeah, so like you two, have yeah. a like a fifth almost uh, barely over a quarter of the time to tell the exact same story and it's it's really difficult the one that was done the most justice i thought was the seventh book because they split it into two giant movies yes yes Um, now i i feel that you definitely couldn't do that for everything um no but it's like six hours worth of film or five hours worth of film yeah absolutely yeah and the second one or the sorry second and the i thought the seventh book the first movie I thought that was fantastic. It was honestly my favorite one. I thought that it was like, you finally had time to flesh things out. Like you yeah. said, it felt like it had time for that. And the second one, they just, they went all in. It was like end game for them. They just did everything they wanted to. And like, I mean, you, you have the right to do that. You've there made that entire series. Yeah. A few things they took creative liberty with, but like yeah. Neville and the snake. I'm like, that's freaking great. That's really <laughs> Yeah. Great. That felt great. I, um, I love that he became something, you know, the best, the best books, uh, I really like listening to Goblet and oh, yeah. Order of the Phoenix is also really good, but that's, yes. that's Half-Blood Prince is good. That's the um, one I really love as a book and a movie. Half-Blood Prince is fantastic. They're all good. It, I, I would know. say the series, there, there are times where you got to kind of go, all right, blah, 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 through yeah, Chamber yeah. and a little, sometimes Prisoner of Azkaban, but Goblet of Fire, from the then on, it's just so bangers. Good. Oh, yeah. yeah. Here's See, the thing. So. I gotta get. I gotta get into Harry Potter. I, I've like I've read like I've watched the first like couple movies and I read the first book, but like I gotta finish it. And the thing is with me, I I'm like you. I can't read a book. Like I probably gotta listen to it via audio. So do I the audio books, man. Yeah, yeah that's them. what I'm gonna do. I think I'm gonna do it's worth the money too. Like you're, you'll probably look at how much it costs for the full series and be like, Jesus. Like I think it's a couple hundred bucks, but it's it's great it's like 50 hours it's wild time too i've had so much time right now uh working like 20 hours only in my job and whatnot unemployment and all that crap i yeah you know i do need to listen to those because i've only gotten through a couple um, i think it's more yeah. than 50 hours it's it's a wild amount of it's definitely a lot yeah <laughs> no doubt it, about it'll that it'll take you yeah. i was a different age when i finished the, the whole series so and i listen to you it like every day that's great hey well you know what i honestly i've been i i the money i spend on movies i'm a uh, very big with movies and whatnot uh this pierce gives me crap for not seeing uh every stanley kubrick movie yeah um, the amount of uh, money i've spent on movies i think i could spare a couple hundred at some point to listen to those because they are they're fantastic oh, yeah. i've heard and everywhere yeah for sure oh yeah what do you think what's been your favorite uh, guest on the STP and what do you think has been the most memorable moment of the show? Oh my god. Wow. Yeah, this is the one we knew was going to be interesting. Yeah. Um <laughs> I mean our favorite I think we got to do favorite one-time guest yeah. and favorite recurring guest. That's true, yeah. Chris Johnson. Oh. All right. Anyways, favorite one-time guest very difficult john scott was very surprising because i didn't know he was coming on and the boys surprised me with him nick caprios was called it i knew it yeah nick Nick caprios was nothing like what i thought he was going to be and he was so open and 
And then I just, I just listened to him on Craig Custance's podcast on full 60 and he's, he's the same guy. He's great. He's a very good storyteller and very, very humble. Like for a guy who once you get to know him is, you know, he can be pretty loud and brash and everything, but like he's in those situations, he's almost like bashful and oh. Um, but uh, my favorite recurring guest is, is Chris Johnston yeah. hands down mm-hmm. and probably the most memorable podcast was, uh, when the Leafs got eliminated in the 2019 playoffs by Boston, yeah. they come home to Toronto, they do their locker clean out. And Chris, mm-hmm. I think walked from the arena to the studio and just spilled everything. Like that was a great podcast. Thing. And basically called the Joe Thorne signing a year later. Uh, yep. Yeah, he's done that, man. He's dropped a few bombs on our podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, we basically solved that Lupul was going to get what ended up happening to Lupul. Yeah, um, Lupul right? Then the Babcock episode. Well, I call it the Babcock episode, but he, had, he hadn't been fired yet. And yeah. then uh, the Thornton signing. Yeah, man. CJ rules. Yeah. yeah, just seems like a great guy too. I'm sure you can confirm that. He just, is. He's just, just a genuinely good person. Talks. Yeah, genuinely yeah. good, genuinely kind, gen mm-hmm. like just really zen. Great to talk to. Like, yeah, isn't he? Situations. Doesn't he post a lot of like self improvement things on his Instagram stuff like that? Yeah, and a lot of that makes me nauseous. But when he posts it, I'm like, <laughs> you're right. No, when you find the right person who actually cares about those things, you you know it. Yeah, yeah. It's I I think it's. He just he's just got his stuff together. I I got a crush on CJ. <laughs> <laughs> Don't yeah. we all? Yeah. Yeah. Kiprios really I remember being God, how long did that come out? How long ago did that come out? It's been like four years. Twenty sixteen, because Frederick Anderson had just signed with the Leafs. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have to mention, I'm actually um I know I'm, this is a Blackhawks podcast. I'm actually a Leafs fan, um, a bit. Really, yeah. A bit. You know, I, I, I grew up. My dad's a diehard fan. I, you know, like they're the Hawks are my team. But it was like I was a kid, and I'm not. I'm not even joking. I was getting into sports, and I go, I like the color blue, and I go, I like that team's jersey, and I just I followed it. I found your podcasts, and uh, how'd that go? Oh, it's been going great <laughs> for sure. Um, I'm, I, you know, it's it's funny because it's it's kind of the uh, it's both worlds, right? You know, the Hawks are. You know, I I started following hockey um when i was 12 and it was just right into this dynasty right it was like a kid in the 90s with uh, the red wings yeah i know like uh, everyone's like oh you're a bandwagoner i'm like no like i just i didn't know sports no, so i'm like just i'm lucky. just gonna watch this i was very very lucky but it 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 really it's almost humbling the last few years you know like with how how downhill uh, a franchise can go and it it, it really it's really uh it really opened my eyes to a lot of things but yeah watching the leafs um, I remember, I remember, uh, very vividly, um, going on my computer. I didn't have a phone. I remember going on my computer going to angel.com cause I was there all the time and going, Oh wow. Kadri just scored. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Second round. So I, uh, I can't, I'm not going to be an asshole and say that I feel the pain because there is, there's no way that I can understand no. an actual lease. <laughs> I will never try to, to, uh, uh yeah play the i guess the victim car or whatever try to brag there but no it's it's really cool having followed this team and kind of seeing where they've gone and i remember being a kid 14 years old again having a uh, nintendo 2ds 
and going <laughs> to my computer, hooking it up and downloading the SDP to listen to podcasts and kind of in this moment, it's so, it's surreal. Like I know, it, I know I'm, I'm not to assume, but I'm sure that you're, you know, you're listening to this and you're like, okay, like I'm just doing my thing, but I really have to, like, I have to stress it. Like it means the world to us. The reason we made a podcast was we listened to yours forever and we're like, we want to do something like this. And so to have you on, I'd, I'd say to Pierce, I'm like, this is kind of like the baptism by fire. This is everything to us. Oh, I feel like the GM, like landing the big fish in free agency. That's what I feel like. <laughs> it's like, yeah, we've had these great guests on. But well, he does look like John Tavares. Yeah. He does look like John Tavares. Maybe uh, that's just a great metaphor. He used to look like John Tavares. <laughs> uh, I don't think I still do. Where's Where's my figure? Do I have my? Uh, I have a JT figure somewhere. I was gonna hold uh, it up. Oh, Pierce, where it went? Question: I'm gonna ask in a minute. Where's JT. Now I'm concerned. Oh well. Anyway, sorry. What's your question? Mm, what's my question uh well oh yeah my question is how much for the rhymer figure uh it's priceless it's priceless it's been all over the world because adam stole it where is it is he oh, actually yeah. <laughs> that's yeah, awesome adam stole it and that's took it to awesome. florida i think that's awesome <laughs> yeah. that was he was my uh he he was my favorite player for a long time so the okay, recurring joke was awesome yeah oh yeah. dude he's he's so cool he's so cool and uh no, again, like the way I looked at the leaks, I said my favorite color was blue. I was like, oh, this guy's James. You know, he, he dude's incredible. I, I could, I, I'm, I'm kind of a James Reimer apologist. I think that if he was in a better system, he'd be in a much better situation. And you're right. Better than Peter Morazic. Thank you. Thank you. I don't understand. I mean, this is a weird conversation. I feel that he's the kind of goalie. He sees more shots. He's better. And 100%. And no team, no team seems to figure that out. They're like, oh, he's a backup because he has lower numbers on these teams that don't give him shots. Peter Morazic is hot and cold, doesn't even put it right. He's inconsistent. Yeah. Oh, insanely inconsistent. Well, in terms of in like just his his vision, everything, everything. So he's no, the check um, Mike Smith. Like, <laughs> that's just, quite the way to put it. Where he plays Mike the Smith it can be mid nineties Dominic Hashik. Or a bum. Us there's really no in between. Very well, 2012, mm. but then we chased him out the first game in 2020 against. He that. never saw the ice again. No. There you go. There you go. Uh, so here's to hoping the Blackhawks get James Reimer. Anyways. Uh, I mean, I'd love that. <laughs> well, they don't have anyone else in bloody exactly, net right now. Exactly. No, the no. Best Malcolm oh, Subban, Colin D'Elia. Yeah. Yeah. Who thinks that's a good idea? The hell? Uh, Stan Bowman, apparently. Yeah. That's what we're figuring out. Yeah. Oh Dude, that's my a God. whole other can of worms that we can get into. Yeah, Pierce, you want to get into that? Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, Pierce, or Pierce, Steve, I know we've uh, had you over the time limit. Um, we'll ask you one more question uh, sure. about the Blackhawks, and you, you can get in your way. Don't have to be for too long. Seriously, you've been you've been awesome go, uh, coming on here. But uh, Pierce, you want to get into the uh, into the Blackhawks? That's uh, that's well, this fun. was this was more your question. So, but uh, oh well, I mean, goes you know, let's get into it. You know, we can all talk about it. Uh, yeah, so I'm I'm sure you uh, don't know too much about the Blackhawks, seeing as they don't get too much national coverage whatsoever um, no. at all. No, they don't uh, get any winter classic games. None of that. I think an, I think an outdoor game would definitely get them out there for sure. Um, but what do you? I don't know how much you've looked into this, or you know, because again, Blackhawks, uh, no talk about them. Uh, but what do you make of any of this? Because we're, I, mean, I think we'd be just as confused as you are. We don't know what the hell's going on. No, we don't. We really don't. Yeah. What with the season or with the Blackhawks? Oh, with, with the, the team Hawks. right now, the Blackhawks. Oh, the season's a whole question. I know That's, you don't. Uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. 
season, I'm like, bro, I don't know either. Uh, when it's Chicago here, Blackhawks, um, I don't think I've ever seen a team do what they've done. Um, Seriously. And, you know, it's it's funny. They were just showing game five of the Blackhawks series against the Ducks. Oh, and I, and I was watching it. And that was that was the game where Blackhawks are down by two goals. And Jonathan three minutes Taves to go. throws a goal oh up from the goal line and beats Frederick Anderson. They were yeah, they, they, were they tie team. it. But then I think it was Matt Bolesky ends up winning. Yeah. Oh, yes. Noted 2015 free agent Matt Bolesky. <laughs> exactly. But then obviously the, the Chicago Blackhawks come back and win the series. And yeah. I'm watching that. They... And I, even that team, I'm like, even this team sort of won by the skin of its teeth. Oh, oh like no, Duncan Keith carried that team. Yeah. A hundred percent. And yeah. the, okay, the, awesome. there was a Patrick Maroon goal with not that much time left and it's chemo teaming it on the ice and there's oh, man. confusion oh, man. and the team has no idea what's going on. Like Duncan Keith carried that team. He was like our, he was our Thomas Caberlet that year. We gave up like a second and a fourth for him. And it's like, yep. maybe that's a bit too much for teaming it, but again, we won the cup. So it doesn't matter. Well, and they started the playoffs with four defensemen essentially. And yeah. they won with it was, three. It was five. It was like Roosevelt, and then he got injured. He had that brutal injury against Minnesota. Oh, do you? It was just it was Keith. Really it was Keith Seabrook and Jalmerson, and oh, dear, basically had like one wrist in the final or whatever. Exactly. It was. Yeah. So they, they five years ago to me was, I mean, they won the cup, but like that's when they should have saw that the sun was starting to set, yeah. and they just they they did make the difficult decisions that you have to make by getting rid of guys, just like they did after 2010, just like they did after 2013. You have to getting right. them back is something I don't understand at all. And they've no, done they it with a ridiculous Multiple amount of guys. Times. And they're 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 God bless Jonathan Taves. He, he doesn't want to abandon his team. He doesn't like the word rebuild. Bro, you know who your goalies are. Like, let, yeah. let's, but I don't expect a hockey player, well, especially, especially one Taves. as competitive as Jonathan Taves, to see the writing on the wall here. But, yeah. guys, like, what so. do you make of that? And that's the thing. Jonathan Taves, you know, he's not the, well, how I put this, the insensitive, uh, you know, upper class, you know, non-understanding kind of guy, you know, head in the clouds and, you know, hockey, hockey. I mean, he's probably one of the more progressive players in the league, but he's loyal. He's a very loyal guy. He wants to stick. He, you know, he could be drafted by any team. He could have been drafted by any team. He was drafted here and he doesn't want to leave. But like you said, like what is, and that's kind of, I feel like where a lot of fans are at. It's, you know, what do you make of this? Well, it's a, it's a uniquely Chicago thing to win a championship and viscerally hate the general manager you did it with. Oh, you know that, what? That's, is that's what I learned. That's what I learned from the last dance. I was just going to say the last dance teaches you all about that. Yes. And we've yeah. had it in with the bears. We've had it. We, I wouldn't say we've had it with the Cubs. Really. It's sort of happening. He, you know, you just left after breaking the 108 year curse. I mean, it, it's, yeah, it's a Chicago thing, but I think what's, it's just so it's almost unfathomable like they were they had one of the most memorable dynasties any team has had ever like it wasn't just you know this team's dominant it wasn't like the 90s 2000s Detroit Red Wings that are paying everybody this team was under the cap like you said they made a tough decisions they were just simply a different team I've not seen many teams just have that that 
they just snap it. They're there. Maybe the Pittsburgh Penguins. That's it. They're so my life, short lifetime. Oh, I remember man. listening to the Brian like Brian Burke on your podcast, and like the point that really stuck out to me the most is that the great teams win more than once, and it's like if you just win it once, you're not really remembered as the team that won it like two or no, three you're times. No, you want it. You you had a you had a cup. Yeah, like you're not gonna remember, you know, the mid two thousands as the Anaheim Ducks. Ducks time. Yeah, <laughs> they, they won two thousand seven. Two thousand seven yeah. was their time, but. Uh, you know, if you talk about the 2000s, you're probably talking about the Devils, you're talking about the Avalanche, and you're talking about the Red Wings. Yeah. And then yeah. the 2010s, it's the Blackhawks. Yeah. And yeah. Penguins, I'd say. Oh, and no, for sure. Yeah. Kings. That's, that's what I was saying. Kings. And Kings. But that's it. Yeah. And it's it's just, it's just such an amazing fall for, from grace. It's unfathomable, unfathomable today to think to myself that the same GM that made those decisions is the same guy who lowballed his franchise goalie, didn't make another offer or communicate with him, let him go, traded for the third time, lost a Brandon Saad trade. Oh my which, god! Uh, I, I have to say, Adam lets me know uh, every other week or every week. Well, we um, can and, commiserate and, when Saad hands the cup to Kadri. Oh, no, 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 dude. I'm saying, like, I'm telling you, I'm telling you. I'm saying from somebody, I'm saying this from somebody who watches him every night. He's my favorite player. He's your, like, he is to me what James Reimer is to you. Love that guy, Brandon Saad. And this is coming from somebody who is not going to be biased, though. He is going, he's the kind of guy you plug with a franchise center. He is going to score 30 plus goals with McKinnon. He is going to score 30 plus goals with Nazem Kadri. It is going to be terrifying. So, oh, yeah. I, scary to begin with. They, no, they had Devon Taves. They added Brandon Saad. And I yeah, I mean, I fuck the league, honestly. Yeah. Fuck anybody else making a good trade. I don't know why anybody picks up the phone when Zach calls. I don't know. But they're winning the cup. There's, I have no doubt about it. I don't yeah. have any doubt about it. Yeah. The team is unreal. I'd be more surprised if they didn't win, if rather <laughs> if they did win. Seriously. Seriously. Well, you know, as we always say, their best team rarely wins. At least that's yeah. Anyways, uh, Steve, you've been gracious with your time. I just want to um, ask you a few like lightning round questions before you go, so I'm just going to answer them quickly here. What's your favorite movie or one of your favorite movies of all time? Super bad. Super bad. Oh, yes. yeah. Classic, classic. Great choice. Also, Good Will Hunting. Good Will Hunting. You know, that had, I don't know if you know who Catherine Silver, Silverman is, but when we had her on, she said that oh, yeah. uh, that was one of her favorite her favorite movie, too. Yeah, so. that last Good time. Movie. Yeah. Beautiful movie, yeah. Robin yeah. Williams, I miss him. He won an Oscar for that, too. Deserving. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Was... What's your favorite TV show of all time? Game of Thrones. All time, I'm not sure. I really liked Hey Arnold. Hey Arnold, oh, classic from my childhood. I yeah. love that. We get, most people are like, it's like Game of Thrones, Breaking Bad. Oh it's a, yeah, it's no. a great show. Hey Arnold, yeah, I like that. That's like me with like SpongeBob. It's like no, it's like these critically acclaimed <laughs> TV series. No, I like SpongeBob because that's oh, what I grew God. up with. Yeah, this kid doesn't fucking not quote this every day. He doesn't yeah. shout about it. Yeah. <laughs> all right. What's your favorite band slash album of all time? Or yeah, we're getting your stat sheet, man. Got to get that out there. And that's hard. I really like Good Kid, Mad City. By oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, my God. Classic, Thank classic. you. Okay. That is... Well, Steve's based. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> I 
really, it's a really good album. Yeah, it's not. I'll say that. Art. I'll say that. Oh, okay. perfect. And the last question, the most important question of all: Do pineapples <laughs> belong on pizza? <laughs> Come on, man. Not for me personally, no. Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. You all, if they're there, like I used to pick them off, and now I'm like, yeah. I'll just eat it. It's like this one. Ken Reed. Ken reads it on the podcast. It's like it, pizza is pizza, even if it has pineapples <laughs> on it, and like that's the only thing there. I'm going to eat it. Yeah. So officially a great guest. Obviously, we didn't think that before. Obviously, yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's great. All right, Steve. Thank you for coming so on. And once again, I'm just gonna praise you. You've been part of like almost half my life. Like I've been watching you since 2011 that season, and I've been listening Not to you at all, man. The the total. Make me feel bad. <laughs> and then I've been listening to the podcast <laughs> since it first started in 2013. I mean, and it's just it's crazy how I've grown up, but I've also seen you like become like you join Sportsnet. you've written a book you know you have a child it's just it's crazy and i want to thank you so much for coming on and yeah i'm gonna give a yeah, very he wrote he wrote, a, he wrote a book that's right he wrote a book, His wrote team a book. Was really... i'm gonna give a very out there thank you um very let me keep it quick as i can um i know we've said that a lot of times so i want to keep it as quick as I, yeah quick as i can um from somebody who grew up in america in a very um with a very alt-right family, very diehard Catholic. I wasn't raised in the best situation. Yeah, a lot of fun, a lot of fun. Um, uh, it was really, and it sounds weird, but it was very helpful to kind of have that out, to have a bunch of people who have such a healthy view on everything. And it, you know, and we, we are what we take in, we are what we, who were around, we are what we watch, we are what we read, everything. And that was, this podcast really has been a big part of who I was and kind of where my value set because it kind of helped me find that not just in, you know, I mean, not just in human rights, but in, in with sports and how we handle things and how people should stand up for what they believe in and supporting things and whatnot, you know, and movements, everything. And I just have to say that definitely, that, that helped me a lot. I, I just feel like I wouldn't feel good if I didn't go and thank you for that before I ended this. Thank you very much, boys. And the one last... that. that's Adam and Jesse too. Oh no, all you guys! Sure. I yeah. I can't thank you guys enough. You're yeah. you're awesome. Thank you. One thing, last thing I had to say, I put on my Snapchat story interviewing Steve Dangle, and this is what my brother said. He said, "Kind of looks like Jim from The Office." <laughs> what? How? I don't know. Take How? it, man. Take it and run with it. Take it and run with it. <laughs> Someone told me I look like Ryan Gosling once, and I said, you know what? Uh, I do. That's right. The rest of my life, I do look like Ryan Gosling. Yeah, you don't correct him for that one. (laughs) Thank you, Steve Dangle, for joining. And uh, yeah.